2: Now
4: Welcome back, everyone, once again to another episode of Red Pill News. I hope you're having a lovely day. As always, my name is Zach Payne, the Corruption Detector, and this is, of course, another edition of Red Pill News. I've taken a bit of a break, cut back on the number of shows I've done in the last couple of weeks, but we are back at it with the month of August today. In this episode, we're going to be discussing the ongoing audits that are taking place currently in the state of Colorado. We had a very strange series of results that were produced in the Republican primary races that were just held a couple of weeks ago, as a result, the candidates who feel that the races were stolen from them have gone about the task of starting a forensic audit or a hand count audit there in the state of Colorado. There is a lot of hanky panky that's going on. It appears that the state government does not want these audits to happen. And I think that Dominion has a fair hand in trying to sabotage the results as well. So do me a favor, sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and we're going to be right back after this. All right, my friends, thank you for sticking around. So today we're going to be doing a dedicated episode discussing the situation with the ongoing recounts taking place in Colorado. Last week, I brought you an interview with the candidate for El Paso County clerk, Peter Lupia, the man you see on screen, uh, and he was letting everybody know that they had to raise tens of thousands of dollars in order to get these recounts off the ground. Well, the good news is the money was raised in many of these instances, and the recounts have begun. Now, of course, because they used Dominion Voting System machines, I think a lot of people were preparing for the type of results that we saw but even for those that were in these races they were surprised because the the results that were produced were just algorithmically impossible you had people who were up ahead by many points before the election and then suddenly on the day of the election they all got beat And the only people who got beat were the America first Donald Trump endorsed candidates, people like Tina Peters, currently running for secretary of state in Colorado. Well, now she has been beat out by somebody from Mark Zuckerberg's CTLC. Uh, And unless something gets done with regard to these recounts, that's what's going to happen when we get to November now. With the beginning of the recounts, the first thing that had to be done was a logic and accuracy test, and the logic and accuracy test produced some very, very strange results indeed, or perhaps not so strange considering the fact that they were using Dominion machines. So what is the logic and accuracy test? Well, that's where they take a random sampling of ballots. In this instance, they took 4,000 ballots. Now, when verifying the results using those ballots compared to the results that were produced by the Dominion machines, this is where things get a little strange. So we had 4,000 ballots, and out of those 4,000, 2,200, that is about 60% of the total sample, were reportedly kicked out for adjudication. Now, this is a very familiar story. We take a look back on election night at the TCF Center in Detroit, for example, or in Georgia, in in Philadelphia, in Pennsylvania, in virtually all of these states that are controlled by Democrats and that are using Dominion machines, you had large numbers of ballots that required hand adjudication. Now, first of all, that's against the law. You're only supposed to have a very small number of ballots that require adjudication, and it indicates that something is drastically wrong. Now, I said these candidates are being forced to put forward their own money and money from their donors, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Well, that money for these recounts would not even be necessary if the machines that were being used, in this instance, Dominion machines, uh, were producing accurate results as they are supposed to via the law. So we have either an issue with the software encoding on these machines, or perhaps the mechanical scanning ability of these machines, and there is the question as to whether or not... The uh, issues are built in inherently. Are, are they designed to produce this level of hand adjudication? Are they designed to produce these results that give, you know, absolutely no sense to the elections? Or is it simply that they are produced in such a poor way uh, that they are guaranteed to deliver these results now? What's even more shocking is that Dominion actually had two employees present at the time of this logic and accuracy test, and they couldn't even get the machines to run properly. I also have a friend, Ernie Walker, who is there present helping out with these recounts. He's a lawyer. He was the one who was involved in the class action lawsuit against Dominion Voting Systems, and he's been reporting to me all weekend. This this result, 60% of the ballots being kicked out for hand adjudication, uh, is absolutely Unusual and unprecedented. They have a team of judges currently there that are reviewing these ballots and it doesn't stop there. On Friday morning, Peter Lupia and the team there in El Paso County filed a lawsuit in order to detain these voting machines so that they could even produce a forensic audit. Now, the one thing I do want to draw some attention to, uh, in this headline, it says calling on sheriff to act. There were a lot of people who, as a result of this article and perhaps some other reports coming out of uh, other agencies, seemed to think that law enforcement had already gotten involved. I just received word from people there at the audit, uh, and they said that, this report and some other reports on perhaps law enforcement taking an active role kind of hurt the situation with the recount and they've now had to overcome this little bit of fake news. But long and the short of it is Dominion and uh, El Paso, Colorado and the state of Colorado, they cannot withhold this evidence. They cannot stop the people who have paid the money, who have already put that money forward so that they can get an accurate count of the votes that took place there on election day. I mean, this is against the law. If you were a a corporate entity, and the IRS came in and said, we want to do an audit on your books, we want to take a look at everything, and you withheld those books, all of those financials, and said, you know what, we're not going to let you look at it. That would be something you'd be prosecuted for. So why is that not happening in a place like Colorado? Apparently also Jenna Griswold, who is the current Secretary of State in Colorado, she sent her entire legal team down there uh, ostensibly to manipulate and control the recount and and the results that are going to be coming out as a result of it. Somebody like Tina Peters, because it's a statewide race, she had to pay over $200,000 to get this recount done. And it seems that the powers that be in Colorado are hell-bent, uninsuring that the recount does not proceed, that they're not able to get the information that they are requiring, but it appears that despite those best efforts by people like Jenna Griswold, uh, the recounts are going to actually be able to continue. Now, one of those people I mentioned, Tina Peters, she was running for Secretary of State. She was ahead by nearly 20 points leading up to Election Day. But then that Center for Tech and Civic Life candidate, who is, of course, Mark Zuckerberg's group, She outperformed Tina Peters by 35 points on Election Day. I mentioned that algorithmically impossible result that we saw. Well, it appears that virtually all of these America first Republican candidates were uh, outperformed by 35 points on Election Day. The idea that every single one of them would be beat by the exact same margin just simply does not compute. Tina Peters was ahead by 15 points. Her closest competitor leading up to Election Day was Pam Anderson from the Center for Tech and Civic. Life, However, she was behind by 15 points. So that would mean that she would have to come from behind by 50 points in order to beat Tina Peters and have it be a legitimate election. This is, again, very similar to what we saw in Georgia on Election Day in 2020. We were all waiting to see which state they would attempt to cheat in first, and it looks like Colorado is the one that they decided to go for. Now, I want to take a step back to El Paso County, Colorado, the race that Peter Lupia was in, uh, because we may have had some clue that things were not going to go the way that we had hoped they would. Certainly that we would have issues with Dominion machines, and we may have also gotten an answer as to why we got those strange results in the logic and accuracy test. Linda Zamora Wilson, she's a retired U.S. Air Force officer who was also running in this same primary. Now, what was really strange is that on Election Day, Linda actually was declared the winner. She was told that she won by a significant margin. And then very strangely, about 38 minutes later, she got word that, oh no, oops, you actually lost your race. Now... Linda was a very popular candidate. In April, when she won her convention, she won 52 to 48 percent. She'd only been in the race for about two weeks. So in that two-week time span, she was able to get enough of the vote behind her so that she could even be the candidate that was going to be on the ballot. This is highly irregular for someone to be pronounced the winner and then 38 minutes later be told that they actually lost by a very large margin in comparison to what they should have actually won by. So what was the new information we got about that launching an accuracy test? Well, I already told you we had Dominion employees on the scene. Jenna Griswold sent people in to oversee. The first fact we got that seems highly suspect is that apparently someone on the date of the test changed the parameters of the machines that was being used to test the ballots. If this is supposed to be a test to gauge the accuracy of the machines on the date of the election then why would the parameters for testing the ballots not be exactly the same as they were on election day? The other question is, who authorized the changes? Who performed the changes? Were the people who did this certified by the Election Assistance Commission? Did anybody else know about it? Well, certainly the people paying for the audit weren't told about it on the day of the audit.
2: Order now
1: fighterflare.com
4: Itself. Now, the next very strange fact in this weird set of circumstances is that the people from Dominion did not even run the proper ballots through. I'm hearing from people at the audit that they didn't run the proper test according to Colorado law. What they did was, instead of running voter verified ballots, which is what you're required to do, they ran computer generated ballots. They didn't disclose it to the people that paid for the audit. They didn't disclose it to anybody before it began. And apparently this is what explains that 60% adjudication rate. 2,266 ballots they are claiming produced 100% accurate rates. They took ballots that didn't have any votes on them. So people say if you skipped a race in a ballot uh, and they included those in the adjudication rate, there's no explanation as to why they did that. But this is their reasoning for stating that the logic and accuracy test that just sounds so insane and people don't understand why it produced these results, there's nothing wrong with it. This is exactly what they were expecting. But at the same time, they broke the law. They did uncertified and unauthorized changes to these machines, and they ran ballots that were not the same types of ballots that went through on election day. Now, as a result of all of this, the Secretary of State, Jenna Griswold, is demanding that the auditors take a broader look at a different range of errors when conducting the logic and accuracy test. These are errors that would not be looked for in the election itself. So why are there more errors that are appearing in the recount than what would automatically be shown as an error in the election itself? The blank votes should be left alone. If somebody chooses they don't want to, they don't want to vote for somebody that doesn't need to be hand adjudicated. There's no way that a hand adjudicator is going to look at a blank space on a ballot and be able to determine what the voter had in mind when they actually cast that ballot. If somebody doesn't want to vote in a particular race, they don't have to vote in that particular race. There is no 100% completion rule that is part of any election anywhere in the country. The other strange thing is that El Paso County only requires a minimum of 25 ballots in order to run a logic and accuracy test. So why is it that they did an overage on their required number of ballots by 4,241 ballots? You should not need to run adjustments on these machines in order to produce the logic and accuracy test. You should just be able to run them with the exact same ballots that you ran on election day. So as a result of this very odd type of testing that they're choosing to do, It means that these 2,266 ballots each need to be hand-adjudicated with every single count. They, They have to run seven counts every single time, which means on the first day, they were only able to do four of them, and then on the next day, they had to do three more. Maybe this explains why the cost of the recount is so incredibly high. Uh, I think it's quite obvious that they don't want the auditors to be able to complete the recount and that the actions taken by Dominion, taken by the Colorado Secretary of State's office, are all designed to stall the audit and stop it from being completed or to, at the very least, make the results something that you cannot simply compare to the results of the election. Now, I said that they broke the law. Let's take a look. What law did they actually break? Well, according to the Colorado Code, prior to any recount, the Canvas Board shall choose at random and test voting devices used in the candidate race, ballot issue, or ballot question that is the subject of the recount. The board shall use the voting devices it has selected to conduct a comparison of the machine count of the ballots counted on each such voting device for the candidate race, ballot issue, or ballot question to the corresponding manual count of the voter verified paper records. So that means that they have wasted a couple of days, they have wasted a whole bunch of money, and they haven't performed the audit in the way that Colorado law states they must. This means that the county should be mandated to count these ballots by hand, and they should also be voter-verified ballots, not the computer-generated ballots that we saw in the logic and accuracy test there in El Paso County. Now, what's even weirder is that the test decks they're using to complete these tests are the same decks that were used in the 2022 primaries just a few weeks ago. And in those tests, they originally only had six to seven adjudications per batch when it was run back in May. This is extremely disturbing because if it's the same material running through the test now in order to complete the recount, it should be producing the same result. However, the adjudication rate is much, much higher, and we're being led to believe that this is totally normal. Well, I can tell you it's anything but normal. All right, so wrapping it up here. Now, I mentioned that there was a lawsuit that was filed on Friday. In that lawsuit, uh, we learned that the cost for each candidate to perform this recount was just over $20,000 a piece. Almost half of that count was for vendor programming and support. That was for $10,000. That equals $250 per hour for 40 hours. This appears to be an unreasonable, arbitrary, and capricious expense, as stated by the respondents in this lawsuit. The vendor programming and support has actually prevented several of the candidates from being able to perform the recount on their races. Those are Winnie, Grubert, and Watkins. Those three are not going to be able to perform their recounts. Now... The other thing about it is that perhaps they could have raised the money over time, but the secretary of state and the state clerk and state recorder are not accepting partial payments. It's not necessary to pay all of these vendors for these insane fees ahead of time. The money is only going to be doled out as the work is actually completed. So it seems pretty reasonable to say that they could have put money into the escrow account, which is how these people are being paid over time. However, they would only accept full payment up front. Now, the other thing about it is the vendor who is doing this programming and the support is actually unnamed. They are not identifying who this is to the participants of the recount, and they are relying on this unnamed vendor to substantially participate in the recount. So that means you have an unknown quantity taking part in producing the results that you're supposed to trust. How can you trust when you don't know who this person or this organization is that is doing the programming? How can you trust it when you don't know why they are even doing it? Is this the same programming that they did to alter the results of the logic and accuracy test that we were just speaking about? We don't even know what the 40 hours of programming entails. They're just telling the candidates that this money has to be put forward and you have to trust us that we're going to use it in the right way. The other thing about it is we don't know when the programming occurred. We don't know who did the programming. We don't know what the process was. There was no one observing any aspect of that, which, again, throws additional suspicion onto the results of anything that we get out of this recount here. Now, there are additional laws as a result of that that are likely being broken. Again, in Colorado code, if there are unresolvable discrepancies in the test, as it appears there are. The recount must be conducted as a hand count under Rule 10.13.5. It seems unreasonable to me to allow this unresolved discrepancy to continue. And although this is written right here in Colorado Code and someone like Jenna Griswold, the Secretary of State, should have full knowledge of what the law entails, They are still allowing this unknown vendor to perform the unknown programming on machines that are now producing an extremely large and unacceptable discrepancy when we look at the results of the logic and accuracy test. This computer-generated deck, once again, should have produced the same results as we saw when they were testing it before the primary just a few weeks ago. However, it didn't, and we're being told, and the, and the people that are participating in this audit are being told, that it's just totally normal. Now, finally, uh, we have a full list of the upcoming and ongoing recounts in the 2022 GOP primary. They are by county take a look. If you live in any of these counties and and you can help out uh, by volunteering your time or perhaps your expertise, I'm sure that the candidates would be more than willing to have you come in and help. We have a full list here. There are 50 five different races on this list. And they are taking place from beginning last week uh up through the uh, upcoming days. I believe the 1st the and the 2nd of August, which is today and tomorrow, are the last days that we're going to actually see the recounts taking place. So there is precious little time for you to be able to get involved. Actually, I do see that right now. There are a couple of dates of the 3rd and the 4th. So This week is it. It's crunch time. It's go time. If you live in Colorado and you can somehow assist in the candidates that have clearly had their races stolen, please do so. Get involved. All right, my friends, that's all I've got for you today. I'm sure that anybody watching this video on their phone was unable to actually read that list of the audits that are ongoing and upcoming. So if you go to the description of the video just below the little blurb telling you what the video is about, you should find a link where you can get to a list of all of those various audits. And once again, I highly encourage everybody living in Colorado or in the surrounding areas, if you can help out, please do. This is a very important race, and I think it sets the stage for what these state government officials are going to be doing in terms of trying to steal elections all over the country. As always, this has been Red Pill 78. My name is Zach Payne, the Corruption Detector, and this was another edition of Red Pill News. Good luck, everyone, and God bless.